I just think I think everyone's I think everyone is beautiful. I think you know beauty is just about feeling confident in your own skin. Everyone just needs to enhance their own beauty. It's you know if you feel like you've got great eyes, help you know maybe wearing a bit of mascara to help dress them up. But I be, I do believe that beauty is that power of confidence, and when you feel your most confident, you feel your happiest. Hi guys and welcome back to the Rachel J podcast. We're talking all things wellness and lifestyle to help you do life better. Again, it's been such a pleasure seeing everyone enjoying the recent episodes and I'm always so grateful for you tuning in to listen. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. This week, I'm sitting down with the gorgeous beauty director at Longcom Australia. She has over 15 years of experience in the beauty world and has represented Longcom Australia alongside Longcom's global Global Creative Director. Welcome to the show, Lara Skrakowski. Hello, how are you? <laughs> so glad to have you on the pod. Firstly, thank you for being on the show. I am so excited to chat with you, all things beauty and your journey and all of your amazing work. And we recently worked together on the Longcom Masterclass, which was so great. It was so much fun. Obviously, the Longcom team is amazing. That was a, a successful event for yeah. you guys. Yes, it was so much fun. So thank you for being so, a part of that. I'm very excited to be here today to chat all things beauty with you. I know, so exciting. So tell me about your journey into beauty because you've been working with Longcom for a really long time, but you've also been in the beauty world for a really long time as well. So was there something that kind of happened in your earlier years that really propelled you into into this space? Yeah, I actually started in the world of beauty at a very young age. My mum has was a, was a very big influence on me. She's actually been using Longcom for over 40 years. So she's um, a true Longcom ambassadoress. But when I was younger, I remember I was 17 years old, she used to take me along to all of the Longcom events. And the old national makeup artists used to always do my makeup for school formals and all those exciting events, and he used to tell me all about his job and how he used to travel to Paris and do all these amazing fashion shows and work in makeup and beauty, and it really inspired me to work in beauty but also want to work for the brand Longcom. And growing up, you know, when I was a lot younger, many different brands were emerging and and, uh, people my age were, like, you know, using MAC and Napoleon and all those brands, and I really liked that Longcom was a little bit different that was a heritage brand and that everything smelled really luxurious. And so I started using the product really, really young. I started with like a cleanser and toner and got on a good skincare routine and then just always had that ambition to want to work for Longcom and strive to do that role. So I started in WA um, after I finished school studying makeup and then, yeah, got a job with Longcom when I was 17. So I started senior artist and then kind of evolved and moved moved with the brand to Sydney and then to Melbourne. So it's been a pretty cool journey with uh, lots of different career paths along the way, but I'm now in the, in the role that I've always dreamed of doing, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. My goodness, I feel like that's been such a long time with Longcom specifically as the brand. So what was it like just early years? So prior to even starting at Longcom at 17, how did you feel about your looks and beauty and all of those kinds of things? And did that play a part in your choice to kind of go down this path? Because obviously as women, it's such a big part of our lives. And especially when we're in our teen years, that's the kind of thing that we're exploring and discovering about our style and all those kinds of things. So tell me about 
how you felt about beauty and looks and all those kinds of things back then? Well, I was always very interested in like art and creativity. So I always had that passion for makeup and beauty. But I've always believed that makeup just does give you that power of confidence. You know, wearing a little bit of foundation to cover a blemish, it just will make you feel a little bit more confident. And I think growing up in my teen years, I didn't have the best skin, but I also went to a school where I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. So on the weekends, it gave me the opportunity to play around and cover blemishes and it would just make me feel that little bit more confident. So I think that really helped build my love for beauty and and makeup. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, now beauty's evolved so much where, everyone's really knowledgeable about beauty and and it comes down to your skin as well. So it's not just about makeup, but it's about how you you care for your skin and, and using the right skincare to ensure you feel confident in your own skin. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and I do agree with that. I mean, I feel like when you think about beauty, sometimes the first instance is to think about the makeup and what you're putting on to your skin rather than thinking about how you're taking care of your skin and what you're doing before you even get the makeup on, right? So just in general, what does beauty mean to you? What does it mean to be beautiful to you? I just think, I think everyone's, I think everyone is beautiful. I think, you know, beauty is just about feeling confident in your own skin. I think the most, you know, beautiful aspect is having that confidence. So I think, you know, everyone just needs to enhance their own beauty and feel confident in their own skin. So it's, you know, if you feel like you've got great eyes, help, you know, maybe wearing a bit of mascara to help dress them up. But I, be, I do believe that beauty is that power of confidence. And when you feel your most confident, you feel your happiest. Yeah, I love that. Just feeling confident in your own skin. And everybody has a different way of feeling that in themselves, really, right? It's different for everyone. So you kind of spoke there about skincare and skin prep, and I really love this. And it's it kind of sounds weird, but I feel like when when I get my makeup done, one of my favorite things is the skin prep. So it's before everything goes on, but just the skin prep and even just doing the Lancome event, the masterclass, it was just so nice to have those products put on the skin beforehand. So it's something that perhaps some people overlook if they're not really well versed in skincare and skin prep. So let's start here. What should we be looking for in our skin products? Because that's something that you've got to look at the ingredients and what's going into your skin. What's going to be best for our skin? I truly believe that beautiful makeup, it does start with the beauty of skin. And what I love about working with Longcom as well, like it's a Longcom pioneer in skincare science. So there's a lot of science driven driving their skincare. But with skincare, it comes down to what your skin's needs are. I think, you know, we follow so many beauty trends, but you've really got to find those trends that suit your skin's needs. Um, so there is one product actually that I think that everyone should have in their beauty routine. And it's almost that, I say it's like a little black dress. You know how everyone has a little black dress in their wardrobe? It's kind of the staple. It's that little black bottle for your skincare routine. And what I love about this product, it's called Advanced Genifique. It's one product that's universal for absolutely everyone. And what it actually does on your skin, it works on your skin's microbiome. So basically when we have a healthier microbiome, it means our skin can defend itself a lot better. It recovers faster. And the integrity and the health of the skin is, is much better. So that particular product will work on everyone's skin to ensure that they've got the best skin possible. And then I always layer serums and moisturizers on top according to what your skin's needs are. So I would always start by cleansing and toning and having a really good cleansing routine. And then Genifique, that product I was just telling you about, is always the first step into your moisturizing routine. So it's a little bit like how we talk about gut health and we take pre, pre and probiotics and then we also yeah. take, you know, the, the correct vitamins that would go 
to what your body needs are, it's a little bit the same as your skin. So Genifique is enriched with pre and probiotic fractions. So I always start my skincare routine with the Genifique. And then according to what your concerns are, I would use a really good serum, moisturizer and eye cream for your core routine. Mm, Okay. So what does your process for skin prep look like? I know this is not the same for everyone, but just as an example, can we get an example of what you actually do step-by-step with your skin prep? Yes, definitely. I I love layering products. I was lucky enough. I went to Korea with Longcom probably like five years ago now. And Korea is really the hub of beauty. But what I took away from Korea, I don't know if you've ever seen Korean skin. It's beautiful. I have seen it. It's so beautiful. Like not even a pore scene. And the trick they use in Korea is they layer a lot of hydrating products um, and focus on sheet masks. So Mm. I love to layer uh, really hydrating products such as serums and also toners. So I actually use um, a mist first, which is called our Absolute Luxe and that's a really beautiful rose mist, which helps with skin regeneration. And then I go on top with a product that's called Clarifique. Now, Clarifique is more of a beauty essence. Um, definitely that product that's that product that goes after your toner, but before your serum. And mm. it's a little bit more hydrating than a, than a toner, but not quite as concentrated as a serum. It's almost that in-between step. Uh, it's a little so I lighter. Like use, I like to use Clarifique after, which is a, a beauty essence. And I find it really helps with the enzymes in the skin. So it's really helping to hydrate, clarify, and unify the skin. Then that's kind of my cleansing, toning routine. And then I I layer a few serums. So I have a different serum for day and a different one for night. So during the day, I always start with Genifique, which is the little black bottle I was telling you about first. Mm -hmm. I love to start with Genifique because it works on the strength of the skin and it's got your pre and probiotic fractions. So also focusing more on your active ingredients as well as hyaluronic acid. And then I love triple serum. So triple serum is a three-in-one serum. So Longcom actually made the impossible possible by encapsulating three serums in one product. So basically these three active ingredients you wouldn't normally be able to use in one product. So this particular serum has three little cylinders that are all separate. And then so you've got C-niacinamide in one. You've got hyaluronic acid, and then you've also got furolic acid in one. But then when you apply it to your skin, you've got three serums you combine and then you apply it to the skin. So I really love that serum because it focuses on those active ingredients where you really get those optimal results. And it will do like the texture, the tone of the skin. It hydrates, but it also helps with any anti-aging as well. So I really love the triple serum. And then at the moment, I'm using the the cream that goes with triple serum, which is your Renegade HPN peptide cream. So that actually has over 300 peptides. So it really helps to stimulate collagen and elastin in the skin. So I love that one for day. But then for nighttime, I was always brought up having, you know, during the day you protect and prepare your skin and in the evening you repair and replenish. So I actually Mm -hmm. use an Absolute serum at night over Genifique and then I use Absolute light cream um, which is our new cream we just launched um, in the evening. It's a little bit more regenerating for the skin. Yeah, a little heavier. Amazing. I love that so much. Just a simple routine of many products. Just a simple one. <laughs> but you get you get the secrets of the Longcom Beauty Director, guys. This is this is morning and night skin prep, which is amazing to to understand what needs to go into 
taking care of your skin for the different times of the day. So is that what we should be doing if we want to get that glowy, glassy look? Because that's what you're talking about when you're talking about the whole Korean skin because they have just such beautiful, glassy skin. Is that the effect essentially that you're, you're trying to get with those kinds of routines? Definitely. I like, but I like to use the products that are going to correct as well because I do get a little bit of texture. I get some breakout. So that's where like Clarifique will be good for also it adds glow and hydration, but it's also got that little bit of glycolic acid and it's got ingredients that will help to repair the skin as well um, and mm. ensure that your skin looks nice and even. So I think it's finding the products that are going to work for your skin type to optimize that glow on the skin. Yeah. So speaking of the fact that we've all got different needs for our skins, there's obviously a world of different skin challenges as women that we face. And I think one of the biggest concerns for women in this modern world that we live in is obviously wrinkles and aging. And as we age, the collagen in our skin and the elasticity in our skin decreases, which may lead to fine lines, wrinkles, and and just that fullness in the face. So what are your top tips for not only preventing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, but also managing them if you do have them because there's kind of two parts to it. It's prevention, but then also, yeah, if you do have it, then how is best to look after that once they're sort of there? I think definitely SPF is a huge one. I mean, you know, sun plays such a big part of ageing. So I think ensuring that you're protecting your skin um, every day, you know, whether you're outside, you're indoors, but always wearing a high SPF factor, and then just using products that are going to help prevent aging. So, you know, if you are if you're more concerned of fair signs of aging, using products that are going to help to more maintain the skin, um, like your Genifique and, and your triple serums. Then, if you're moving into products that you want to see more repair and you want to see your skin start to perform younger, because when we do age, it doesn't mean our skin just loses elasticity and collagen, and you see wrinkles. The texture of the skin changes. The even the skin thins out as well. And you also see, like, you know, even a discoloration over the skin. So you want to focus more on regeneration, regenerating new skin tissue coming through so that your skin visibly looks younger in all areas. So that's when I would say focus on products more in the absolute range where you've got, you know, the Grand Rose extract, so it's helping on regenerating new skin tissue. But you've also got ingredients like Proxylane, which is helping to rebuild, rebuild the skin structure. So that's more working on the collagen and the elastin fibers. So it's really identifying what you what you're trying to do is you're trying to repair or you're trying to kind of correct the skin as well. Yeah, there's there's a few different points in that process where you might want to go at your skin and approach it in a different way. So you just need to figure out what you want, what the result is that you want from your skincare routine. Now, another common challenge that women face is pigmentation and dark spots, uneven skin tone. And I know for me, because I've got olive skin, so I'm very conscious of firstly preventing pigmentation, but also how to actually manage it with with makeup as well. So what are your skincare tips for prevention of pigmentation and dark spots, uneven skin tone? What can we do to prevent further damage in that way? Definitely, again, SPF, it's, it's so important to prevent. Even if you're using products that help to correct, you know, any pigmentation or dark spots, if you're not wearing SPF, you're kind of undoing everything that you're trying to achieve with your skincare. So really ensuring that you are using SPF. And then with skincare, products are going to help to brighten the skin, but they can help to break down melanin a little bit as well. Especially it's easier to break down the melanin before it reaches the surface of the skin. So when you're using products, it's going to help to prevent as well. But if you've got dark spots that are already on the surface of the skin, like you really like need to look at things like laser 
and those types of protocols to remove dark spots. But there's definitely products out there on the market that will help to brighten and help to break down but also prevent. The Clarifique range that I was telling you about before, remember how I was using the Beauty Essence? That particular range is really good for dark spots. It's got an ingredient called uh, long, the Longcom, it's painted into Longcom called the French Beach Bud, and it's really good for clarifying and brightening the skin and just really helping to protect that melanocyte from producing any more melanin over time. But, yeah, definitely SPF and just using products to help correct. So triple serum would also be great as well with that vitamin C. It's really good for breaking down the pigmentation. Mm. Yeah, that's really good to know, just to know that we need to make sure that, I mean, prevention is such a big part of it. I mean, it, like we are talking about before, skincare is so huge because that's the part where you're preventing any of these things, future problems coming up with your skin, but also just making sure it's in a good state, you know, and you feel good in your yeah. skin, I guess. Yeah. And pigmentation is a scary one because you don't necessarily see it on the surface now. We've got this really cool machine, I don't know if you've seen it before, called Skin Screen, and it's this big machine that you can put your face into and it actually uses tripolar light technology and advanced algorithms to measure 10 parameters on your face and eyes. So it's really scary. Whenever I do it, I'm like, ah, because it shows you the pigmentation beneath the skin that hasn't surfaced yet. So I actually know now that I can use products to correct, to break down that before it resurfaces the skin. So that's why I've incorporated Clarifique into my skin. Uh, but to do a skin screen, I would do, a, you know, that kind of technology is really, really good. So you can really identify what your skin needs with your skincare. Yeah, I've definitely have seen pictures of people's faces and it's it's so shocking because actually you can't see it on the surface of your skin and it's like it goes in so deep and you see all the patches and it's but it would be so good to have that information so you know what then products you need to use and what areas you need to target. So good. So another big challenge that people face here is hydration and having dry skin, dehydrated skin and and obviously if you've got dry skin, things just don't go onto your face as nicely no and and obviously it doesn't feel very good so what can we do to deal with that well, I definitely think there's, there's two concerns there you've got dryness but then you've got dehydration so they're, they're they're different skin concerns I mean everyone can be dehydrated and it can come down to you know whether we have drank enough water or what we are using on our skin but dehydration is lacking that hydration and the water in the skin so you're wanting to restore um, that boost of hydration with ingredients such as like hyaluronic acid is an incredible one for hydration. Hyaluronic acid can retain a thousand times its weight in moisture. So even if you're using products with hyaluronic acid in your serums, it actually helps to maintain more moisture when you apply your moisturizers on top. So hyaluronic acid is really good for hydration. And then when we're talking about dryness, sometimes that's like the, the skin needs more nutrition. So you need to look at the products that you're using and more the textures so you might go for more of a rich texture with your cream or something that's really going to help to nurture and strengthen the skin's barrier. Because what happens is when our skin's barrier is broken down, that's when we tend to see dryness and we tend to see our skin change a little bit and have those aggressions. Yeah. Oh, so amazing. I like that you can actually just target the different things with different products and just making sure that you know what it is that you're doing for your skin. Because I think just breaking it down and going through the different things that people face, it's really helpful for people to know what then to look for when you are picking out your skincare routine. So now as we move into creating a specific look, and part of that is obviously setting up the foundation and the base to work with, I think one of the things that can be quite difficult, especially if you don't have a makeup artist with you at the store, or you know if you're, you're going shopping on your own and trying to find 
what the perfect shade of foundation is for your skin. And I think the way that you guys do it is so amazing. But how can we choose the perfect shade of foundation? How do we actually color match best for our own skin? Shade matching is, is one of the biggest things because I, I truly believe if you've got the best complexion, your whole your whole makeup routine will just flow. When you're finding the right shade of, shade of foundation, if you don't have help there and like if you're in a department store or if you're looking online, I think the most important thing is to identify your skin's undertone. So discover where you're the, whether you're a cool, you're a neutral or you're a warm undertone. And a really easy way you can do that at home is you can just look at the back of your wrists and then have a look at the colour of your veins. So if your veins appear more blue-like in colour, usually you're a little bit more of a cooler undertone. And if they appear a little bit more green, so you, you probably find yours appear a little bit more green and you're a bit more of a warmer undertone. And, yeah. and myself, I look at mine, I'm like, they look kind of in between. So I actually usually use more of a neutral undertone. So if you can't really see the difference, you're probably more of a neutral which is a combination of the, the cool and warm with a little bit of white to neutralise the colour of the foundation. So at Longcom, all of our foundations are either cool, neutral or warm. So once you've basically identified your undertone, then you kind of look at the numbers, one being the lightest, five going to the darkest, and you would have a look at what number category you kind of think you fit in, whether you're light, medium, going a little bit darker and, and shades. And then I always pick three shades. So pick three if you're in like that colour range maybe one neutral, so neutral is always a safe option, and do three lines, always just on the side of the face, and then just have a look at those lines, see which one perfectly disappears into the skin. I think a mistake that a lot of people make when they are shopping for a foundation is sometimes they'll just try the foundation on the back of their hand, but we've actually got different acids in our hands to our our skin on our face, so they change. So it's always really important to try it on your, your face. I know I actually I do my foundation in the morning and I put a little bit on my hand and I always work as my hand as like my canvas and then go into my face and I'll look down at my hand later and it'll be a completely different colour because of the oxidisation yeah. that's happened. And I think, does that look like that on my face? But um, <laughs> it, it, it just changes the different acids in the skin. So my suggestion is always just try a little bit here, try a few shades. When we try it in the T-zone, sometimes there's a bit of redness more in these areas here. So it's, it's harder to identify the perfect shade. Yeah. So just for you guys listening on the podcast, if you don't see the visuals on this, it's just the side of the, just underneath your cheek, between your cheek and your chin basically is what Lara's pointing to. So that use that, that little patch on your face to color match the three shades. I love that so much. I feel like that's such great information for people to know how to color match for their, for their own skin. Cause I do feel like, yeah, we always do it on the back of the hand. That's just something that I feel like we've been taught for so long to do it there. But just knowing that you've got to actually try it on your, your face is such a good tip. Now you're all over the latest trends. You've done many runway shows, Melbourne Fashion Week, all over. And so what are the latest beauty trends you're seeing right now? The latest beauty trends we're seeing is a lot about, you see TikTok and that are really cementing these trends now. So we're seeing these lat- the latte makeup trend, the strawberry makeup trend, but moving yes. into those warmer months, we're just seeing a lot of like a little bit more fun with colour coming back, back, which is great. I think skin, it always, it remains that, you know, that no makeup makeup look is a little bit more on trend now because everyone really is investing more in their skincare. So they have the ability to wear less coverage with foundation. But a really big trend that I have noticed is you'll see that skinification. So a lot of makeups now actually infuse the skincare. So you're seeing makeup products launch that have got skincare ingredients and have more serum-based technologies. So it just makes it apply more effortlessly to the skin and look more natural when when you're wearing your makeup as well. 
Yeah, and you have you have a signature little thing you do with Genifique as well, I feel yes. like, with the foundation, don't you? Yes, I love mixing so, Genifique. I, I mix Genifique with everything. Like I love mixing it to really create that second skin finish. And then even backstage at Fashion Week, we'll pop a little bit of Genifique on the higher points of the cheekbones so it has that glass-like glossy skin before the models hit the runway. But I love mixology and mixing skincare and makeup, but there's so many products that we're launching now that are already infused with, you know, skincare ingredients. So sometimes we don't need to do that anymore, which is really great. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, what do you think about, because, and I think this is probably dated now, but you tell me, the whole packing on the makeup, I don't know if you've seen this girl on TikTok, she, I don't know what her name is, but she literally puts so much, I think one video I saw was like 300 pumps of foundation. That's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know how your skin absorbs that much. <laughs> it, well, it doesn't It doesn't absorb. Yeah. Obviously, in the video, it just looks like it sits on top. But what do you think of that really? I mean, obviously, there's some some shoots and some looks that call for that. But I'm interested just to know your opinion on that look because it's such a heavy look. There's lots of foundation. It's, it's a very glam look, I guess. Um, what are your thoughts about that? I'm not the biggest fan of full, full coverage foundation. Like, I love, I love a bit of coverage myself. But I think that's something that I learned in my journey in beauty is less is more. So you can always start with less and then you can add and build and add more to specific areas. So even if I have a client or anyone sitting in my chair and they go, I want full coverage, I don't think they really understand what full coverage is and that how heavy it looks. So normally what I always do is I say, let me do a natural coverage on your skin because your skin is so beautiful. But then any areas that you want full coverage, you show me and we can just add it to those areas. So normally what I would do is do that natural finish all over and then identify the specific areas. Like if you've got pigmentation or some blemishes, then go and add full coverage just to that area. And it just evens out the skin tone so much more beautifully rather than it looking so full coverage all over. Yeah. And I guess it's it, that's for specific, obviously for specific things, that's a different thing. But we're talking about, you know, your your normal beauty routine and yeah. your normal makeup routine. Yeah, I love that too. I'm, I'm such a fan of that kind of more natural look. And uh, obviously, Lara is amazing at what she does. And so, you also have a signature trend of your own, which you're known for, your winged eye, which I love. And we're going to be doing a mini tutorial on that. So, everyone listening, just make sure that you are following Lara and myself on social so that you can watch that little mini tutorial and we'll actually, so you can actually see the visuals. But I've got the final three questions for you, Lara. So, what drives you? I think challenge drives me. Like, I think I always need to be always challenged and like I think the world of beauty is is the perfect industry for me to be in because it's always evolving and it's always changing like I've been in my role as beauty director now for I don't even know how many years so many years and my role is <laughs> changing and, and evolving you know I used to just do makeup I was the makeup director and then COVID hit and you know we had to adapt and I became so involved in skincare so my role shifted to being the beauty director which now I love because I'm so involved in skincare and makeup and it's such an immersive role. So I think I just like to be challenged and I think, yeah, beauty is always evolving, it's changing and so it's always a challenging industry but it's exciting, which I love. Amazing, love that. So if you had a regret or something in your life that you could redo or relive, what would it be and why? Oh, I, I feel like everything that you do is kind of a learning curve. But I'd, I'd have to say mine was when, when I plucked my eyebrows back in the 90s. And when I, was in my school <laughs> I feel and like my everybody mom, did. Yes, and my mum was like, do not do it, you'll regret it. And I just did not listen to her because it was the trend and I thought it would, you know, I thought it looked great to have these really fine eyebrows. 
Um, so that's probably my biggest regret because, I mean, I'm lucky I still got brow hair there, but it's not as as full without, um, you know, my brow pencil on. It's a little bit gappy, but that's probably my biggest regret in beauty. So no one pluck your eyebrows. Keep them there. <laughs> so <laughs> if that trend, trend comes up. Be coming back anytime soon anyway. I was going to say, we haven't seen it for a long time, but I feel like everybody overplucked their eyebrows I know, back you know. in those days. And and you look back at photos now and you just think, oh, my God, what was I thinking? It looks horrible. Uh-huh. It really does. Why? Look, not why? So- it's the, like the brows of the face frame. So why would we get rid of them? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, the final question I have for you is, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in your life so far? Oh, that's a hard one. I think that, you know, everything does happen for a reason. I've had, I've had many things happen in my life and I think it just moulds you into being a better person and just knowing what the next step is. So I think, yeah, that would be my biggest life lesson. Just take everything with a grain of salt and use it to see, see the good in that outcome and, and use it to further develop and, and learn from anything that's happened. Yeah, kind of take the positive out of anything. Out of anything negative. Even. I mean, out yeah. of everything bad comes good. Um, so I think that's probably my biggest life lesson. You know, I think a lot of people can see on the surface, you know, you, we post on Instagram like the good days and what you want what people to see. But I think behind the scenes, like everything, everyone's going through something. So I think my biggest mantra as well is like be kind to everyone because you never know what someone else is going through. So, mm. yeah, I think, you know, but everything is a lesson in life. Yeah, I love that. I love that approach to life. And I think it's so true. We need to make sure that we take the positive out of everything, even if it is seemingly not so good at the time, and just turn it into something positive and approach everything in that way. I really love that. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really loved talking to you about all these things. And I feel like we've learned so much from you as well. So where can people go to find all of your good stuff, your work and long com and all of those kinds of things? Well, you can follow my Instagram, which is Lara Srokoski. Um, but then we've also got a really nice little community of like long-com lovers. We've got a separate long-com lovers Facebook group where myself and, and some of the other long-com senior artists and the, and the educator, we share lots of little makeup and beauty hacks. So it's a nice little community and we're always sharing videos so that you can also join that group if you want to learn a little bit more in depth about beauty and any, any makeup hacks. Amazing. So we'll pop those links up in the show notes, guys. So make sure you check it out to find more on Lara and also Longcom. Tell us what you loved and learnt from this episode by leaving a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Also screenshot this episode, tag us and share it to your socials. Thank you again, Lara, for joining me on the show. And thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Rachel J Podcast. <laughs>